of it, dog. My man got the official setup. Oh, shoot. Yeah, man, I'm trying to get right, man. I see you, dog. I see you. Yeah, man, but. Okay. I, I, this is this is this is dope. Yeah, but this I'm trying dope. to I'm trying to sound a little look a little official, sound a little official. I mean, I peep you, man. I ain't even gonna lie, I peep you, dude. I I can I can dig it. That way, when I DM niggas, they don't hit me with right, the, right, right. You don't look official, yeah. Such <laughs> and such ain't everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's why I be telling ni- uh, Nick, like niggas be like niggas be asking questions like, bro, where, where your podcast at? Where is that? I'm like. Nigga, I'm on all streaming platforms. Right. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you want to look me up, bitch. We there. <laughs> then hey, other day somebody was like, "Hey man, you should really make an Instagram." I was like, "Nigga, <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I need to get my followers right. first, nigga. Right, I ain't right, get, right. I ain't got but like 2,500." Right. Yeah, I'm not there yet. How far? Are you, how many followers you got on Instagram right now? I'm like 9,700. Oh yeah, y'all niggas, y'all niggas official. I was looking through nigga shit the other day. Jamari ass got 10K. I was like, <laughs> nigga, okay. Yeah, man, that 10K joint is. No, nah, 10K. Special. It's like 10K on Instagram unlocks some different features. It do. It do. Because, like, it when do. you hit 10K, you can you can put the link in your story yep. instead yep. of yep. just the regular shit. Yeah. Because I was like, I was looking it up. I was like, is it tears to Instagram? Because these niggas, because Instagram don't pay yet. Right. But it's like. Instagram will unlock some shit for you. They like ten thousand right. niggas follow this nigga. His links is worth it. Right, right, right. I mean, that probably is easier road to verification too. Uh, you know, at this point, that's like resume. I mean, yeah. If you ver- if you verified the shit, but being I don't think getting verified is that hard. I think it's difficult for certain types of people. Yeah. Like, if you're an artist, it's probably a little harder. Before, definitely. like an unsigned artist or something. Definitely, definitely. But once you get to the point where it's like. If you get signed, you definitely getting verified. Yeah. Soon as fuck. If you got articles, because I think it's like you need like two articles, uh, and like an album on all streaming platforms and like some other random shit to be a verified artist on wow. on Instagram at least. I know it's two articles, but I don't know like it depends. It's person by person, but also it's like nigga, you scroll through Instagram, it's chess niggas that's fucking verified. Right. So it's just like it's. It's so many niggas verified on social media and like yeah, and, and nobody know who they are. Yeah, the internet's just a huge place. Like yeah. I found somebody the other day with like ten million subscribers on YouTube. I was like, I've never heard of this yeah. nigga, never seen his videos, but ten I mean, million niggas. I mean, whatever his. I mean, he done built up his community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying he done built up his following. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily had to cross our path either. Exactly. I mean, it's white kids on on like it's white kids. On YouTube, make getting millions of views yeah. on shit I will never watch. I'm never gonna watch a Lego unboxing, nigga. Dude, for real. Like, and my little brother's so into like YouTube too. Nigga. Oh God, I be watch like I'll see what my cousins and shit is watching, and I'm like, I would never watch an unboxing video. I would watch. I have an equivalent of an unboxing video. The, the nigga Marcus Brownlee. He a black dude to do like tech reviews. Okay, okay, okay. So like, I fuck yeah, I with, get into the I tech fuck reviews. with him. Okay. That's that's my version of an unboxing. But right, for right, kids, right. this Lego set, like the he did the new Mac, and I was like, okay, I fuck right, with right, the right, Mac. Right. But for I'm them, thinking, I might grab that joint. On him, uh, on you know what I'm, I'm like, I might grab it. Oh, let me see what it's talking about. I mean, it's a blackboard reviewing it. 
on God. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let yeah. me see what he's talking about. And then he doing like everything. Like the nigga did the new electric Ford truck yeah. and all type oh, of shit. And then you got the look, but then the little kids, they don't care about that. No. They care about these Legos, these Star Wars, and these the whatever. Like, oh, I mean, hey, man, that's, you know, we was we was in the YouTube too, though. Like, you know what I'm we saying? We was in YouTube, but, different, but it though. Was different, it was a different YouTube. My YouTube was shit talking. Yeah, fight, like fight roasting, videos, fight videos, all types sports of shit. highlights, oh God. hardest hits and stuff, like, and then music. It was definitely hardest hits of 20. 2013 uh, yeah, like season type shit. Stuff. Like, that's what we was watching. Like, we wasn't watching gamers and, you know. But like, gaming wasn't as big that's either, true, though. That's true. When that's we true. was growing up, being a professional gamer wasn't a thing. No. Now it's like, Real nigga, rap. you can really get get shit, that it, shit off. It's shifting now. Like, Everything back in the shifting. day, it was like 250 if you won a gaming tournament. Now yeah. it's a meal ticket Yo, if you win. 13-year-old young bulls. 13-year-old young bulls can make a couple mil off of Fortnite tournament, bro. That's oh unbelievable. God. Bro, you can make more bread than me playing a game. Yeah. Like, when you but 13, the thing is, the thing is, I can't even hate it because it's a skill. Real right, real and right. And it's marketable. That's true, that's Cause true. Because it's like. That's true, that's true. I, I, was, I was decent at 2K and Madden and shit, but I knew niggas that was like that. Yeah. And then you see the niggas that's like, like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> damn. Like, I remember betting, betting a dub on, uh. I remember betting a dub on like Madden and 2K and shit. Right. Like, These niggas. Dub on this joint. 100K. 100K Madden tournament going down this weekend in Atlanta type shit. Like, I'm like, God damn. I'm like, damn. I, mean, I don't even know if I want to put the stakes up like that. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not. Because they'd be like, it's a band to get in. Nigga, right. you like, mean I, I could pay a band and lose the first round? Right. Like, because who knows who I'm going to get. I might get the toughest bull first. Not bowl. even that, nigga. Your team, some shit could go wrong. Oh. Too much to have a thousand dollars a line on the line for something, bro. Hey man, but you know, we just talking shit. But today I got with me the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. 49th in Baltimore, Mr. <laughs> Boys Latin, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Your favorite teacher, Mr. Mr. Kendrick, the family descendant. Oh my god. The one, the only, I killed Dawood. Dude, that. Gotta clap for that. That's probably the best intro I've ever gotten. And he dropped my set on the low. <laughs> that was that was dope. That was dope. I appreciate that. Yeah. That yeah. was dope. Yeah. Best intro so far. Thank you, sir. Thank that you. That goes to you. Mm-hmm. Hey man, Even we shows tr- and all. We trying out here, bro. Like, you know, you 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 one of them artists. You one of them things, bro. You got you got some hits. You got some music, some 4K music videos now. Out there on the internet, everybody need to go check them out. I killed Dawood on all social media platforms. He on YouTube. Go subscribe to my boy. He got music videos out. Go watch them joints after this. Go check it out. And he a he a he a Philly native. You already two one five till I desire. You already. You feel me? And man, if you like that active shit, this nigga used to wrestle. Yo, this dude is dropping my life story. Oh, God. Like, bro, what niggas don't understand is I do my research, nigga. I do I my research. Ah, that. oh, that's so funny. Dude, that's so cool, though. Like, I, I appreciate I appreciate that. That's that's cool. And then who you know got they who you know got they face on the hat, nigga? With the with the with the with the full beard. Not that struggle shit y'all niggas be on. Shit. Shit connected on all sides, my boy. 
front, back, sides, all that, bottom. You feel me? Y'all niggas, y'all niggas beards be looking good on the side. You, you lean to the back, your shit be. You hearing. Damn. But you hearing though. Yeah, you feel me? So the beard, the beard on that motherfucker, he got, the, he got the shade, he got the shades on that bitch. He right, got the Ray-Ban, the Ray-Ban glasses on. You the regular right. motherfuckers, not even with the tint on them hoes. Like, Tough. nigga, who you, who you know Tough. took a math test in the morning and was in, in another city that night performing? Like, <laughs> nigga, diff, niggas different over here, bro, but... You know, we got to get into the, we got to get into it. I mean, you heard it here first. So, so I gave bits and pieces of the story, you feel me? But we got to go back to the beginning, bro. Like, you know, I know your daddy people stay, stayed over on 16th, right? Somewhere over there? My pop is from North Philly. North Philly, it's okay. 27th in Lehigh. 27th in Lehigh. What about your moms? My mom is from Southeast D.C. Shout out Southeast D.C. Shout out the gang. Shout out to D.C. Shout out to Philly. You already know that's hometown. Yeah, you're not. See, I like that. When when niggas start naming out the streets, niggas admit they parents ain't both from Philly and shit or both from the city and shit. Because a lot of niggas be from New Jersey or fucking Delaware claiming Philly like shit. You got to cut that out. You really got to cut that out. Like, I, I don't understand what that's about. I'm just saying. (laughs) <laughs> if you was raised in Delaware, you was 45 <laughs> minutes from the city, my boy. Just because just cause your Tell parents, it. just because your parents work in Philly, nigga, you went to school in Delaware, my boy. <laughs> Real rap. You telling it how it is, man. Yeah, bro, but. My man say he's well-researched. Yes, well-researched. nigga, you feel me? That's niggas acro- niggas across the map, but not across the map. You feel me? On we everywhere. Low, but yeah, bro, tell me a little bit about, you know, young, young Keel, young Keel, when you was, when you was a young bull, you know, I think Philly got some of the best, some of the best slang ever. Bull and John is one, two of the best motherfucking slangs in the world. You heard it. You heard it. Everybody in the world, every restaurant in the world try to have a Philly cheese steak. All them bitches not built equal. You feel me? It's certain shit you put on the sandwich, and it's no longer Philly cheese steak. It's a it's a it's a sandwich with a in a hoagie roll type shit. You feel me? You heard him. You heard him. I mean, ain't ain't tell a lie yet. See what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you feel me? But yeah, bro, young young kill. What what was young kill like? Man, uh, you know, young kill was just like really bright eyed. You know what I'm saying? Really, really kind, and you know, like just trying to find his lane. You know what I mean? I did a lot, you know, growing up, trying to find myself in different lanes. You know, I, I grew up around music. That was my environment. But, you know, I, I, you know, I, I tried to shun away from it. You know, I wasn't really trying to do music, you know what I mean? Because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing it because it was all I was around. Yeah. But because it was, cause it was something I wanted to be around. And, you know, so I, you know, every kid, I did Pop Warner. I played basketball. You was nice? You was like that? I was all right. You I mean, was I knocking niggas' heads off. You li- get your head I mean, knocked listen, off. Listen, this is what I'm saying. I mean, you can go to Philly. Ask about me. Say, no. He <laughs> said, you can go to Philly. What part of Philly, nigga? Because I, I, no, I used to play for. I might fuck around go to North Philly. They be like, I don't no, know about no, no, no kill, no. nigga. I used to, are you saying, I ain't never really was around North like that. But my best friend is from North, though. My man, Dev, is from North. Shout out, Dev. Yeah, but, um. No bull, but um, yeah, I, w- I used to play for the 63rd Street Cobbs Creek Cats. That was my Pop Warner team. Shout out to the Cats. They still doing it. You know what I mean? Getting these young boys out the streets, getting them in some activities. 
Nigga getting niggas active, letting them knock a nigga active. head off the right way. I mean, that's how I'd rather them do that than do it. You know, man. Yeah, you feel me? You know Get saying? after it. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, man, I just did a lot. You know, I was just trying to do things and trying to fit in. You know what I mean? I was really insecure, though, man. I struggled a lot as a kid because I was, you know, you was a tall, ass, light skinned nigga. Actually, I was short and chubby, and I was one huh. of the last of my friends to really kind of grow up into being like. You know, a teenager. I was just high voice, all that. I got and then Philly schools, man. Them young boys give you hell. I ain't even gonna lie. I mean, any black city, they gonna That's talk true. that shit. I mean, it toughened my skin a little bit, though. You know, I, as I look at it in retrospect, of course, you know, I understand the real emotional stuff that you know, and the ways that it manifested for me. But at the end of the day, I don't look at any of those things as like things that I really harbor resentment for anymore. I've moved past that point. But you know, as a kid, I just was really trying to deal with that. Really trying to work through those things and then at the same time trying to find myself and, you know, just being a good kid. Like, you know what I mean? That was me. I just wanted to be a good kid. I wanted to be a good big brother. You know what I mean? I wanted to be a good son. And I was just doing whatever. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of siblings. Yeah. Is I'm it seven? Oldest. No, it's uh, six of us. Six. I'm sorry. I was right there. I was this close. Yeah, he was this close. I'm going to let him have that, though. I'm letting six him have like that. the Sixers, my boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we locked in. Okay, there. okay. I like that. But, yeah, but uh, yeah, I got four sisters and I got a little brother. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We not we all with about a few years apart each. You know, it's uh, me. I'm 22. My sister's 19. Uh, my other sister's 17. And then, uh, I got twin sisters that are 13. Twins? That's a different and then, um, That's a different ball game. Yeah, my babies for real. I mean, all of them are babies. I mean. My parents traveled a lot, so it was me and them a lot. Like, we grew up together. You know, that our bond is strong. So, you know, that was a lot of what Young Kill was, too, you know, having to step up into that, you know, responsibility and trying to grow up fast. You know, I've been taking care of myself and taking care of my brothers and sisters and stuff with my mom and dad, of course. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, but they had to work to put food on the table type definitely. shit. Definitely. So that responsibility, you know, making it – I had to step up a lot as a kid. You know what I mean? I, and so, you know, for me, that – our, my sisters and my brothers, our relationship developed in that way, too. You know, they respected me, and we had that type of relationship where they felt comfortable coming and talking to me about stuff. We've always just been really close. Where y'all was staying at? Uh, so that's where we were staying, right around Baltimore. Right around, oh, yeah. I knew you was raised on 49th in Baltimore. I didn't know if that's where you just came of age yeah, well, or that, or y'all was moving around. I, that's where I came of age. Like, me and we first – me and my folks, when we was moving, when they was moving around, when I was like really young or whatever, we lived in Overbrook, like right off of uh, 63rd and Lancaster, and then we lived next to my grandma on North 59th Street. Talk that shit, man. You, know you see, see rattling off these numbers. If the nigga can't do that, he not from where he say he from. And type shit. You feel me? You know, um, you know. Then we kind of moved over to Baltimore Avenue when I started going to this elementary school. Uh, called Penn Alexander. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that was like my primary school experience and stuff. So that's where I did like my coming of age there. You know what I mean? That's where that's where I kind of grew up. For real. But uh, my, my dad's side of the family was still over on 60th and Thompson. You know what I mean? Like 60th Street and shit. And my aunt lived around the corner. My aunt lived by Brook. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you locked in with the city. You was yeah. from everywhere. Yeah, I pretty much just but you know. I, uh, West Philly is really like, on both sides of West Philly, you know what I'm saying? so. Both sides of West Philly, goddamn. But, you know, West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the yeah. playgrounds where he spent most of his days. I mean, probably, for real, actually. Big family. We was definitely at the park with it. 
Spark, I mean, spark, I mean s- six niggas, you can't really go nowhere. Like, six, when you have six kids, it's it's a lot. It's a whole lot of free fun going on. Because six kids yeah. will never agree wow, on the same that. shit. I'm glad you said that. Bro. And then if you, like, I was at Six Flags a couple weeks ago. <laughs> nigga, water is like five, seven dollars yeah. type shit. Yeah, dude. So it's like, nigga, you can't just, well, it was like $3 when we was younger. But still, it was six niggas. Yeah. That's $30 yeah. worth of shit. Yeah. Like, just you can't. Water. Exactly, and then if it's real hot, like it get in Philly, like it get in cities, bro, you can't fucking just go to that bitch yep. one time, yep. and mean, then the water fountain, nigga, yeah. that's six, that's eight niggas at the water fountain, and I mean, ain't nobody dude, gonna get, like, no, bro, it's dude. a whole lot of free fun going on bro. with eight heads. You know what I mean, for real, I, even like my folks, they superheroes, man, like, you know, my, po- my folks got married really young, you know, my mom was 19, my dad was in his early 20s, you know. My mom had me the next year. I mean, like, to raise six kids, those type of expenses, to be chasing their dream and doing what they doing and, you know, have still been able to provide what they provided for us, that's some superhero shit, man. Yeah, bro. And so it's like, it's due diligence that I stepped up into that position as young kill. I felt it was necessary. You know, I was going to support them because they was going to work their ass off to do what they had to do for us. But all right. Thank you, Young Kill. Thank you, Kendra, the family, for giving us Young Kill. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to move forward a little bit. Yeah. We're going to go to ninth grade. Oh, yeah. Now, I heard I heard you was part of a little collective. Yeah. Y'all was on the garage band. <laughs> Y'all was on the 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 uh, iPhone headphones. This is back when they was the circle. This is before they was pointed, my boy. Yeah. They was the circle with the speaker at the top, the little yep. silver bit. These yeah. niggas, I heard you was recording off that and making a little music. You was singing hooks and such. Yeah, man. Tell me a little bit about that lifestyle. Ninth grade kill was trying to settle down and relax and, you know, get out of that stuff that I felt like was affecting me from elementary school. Trying to grow up. And, you know, so I came back around the music, just like I have in this crazy cycle of ways that I've always come back to it. But came back to music and met this dude, Tanner Hicks, my homeboy. Shout out to him, Tanner. Uh, but um, Tanner Hicks a white man? No, nah, that's my man. He, <laughs> he black. <laughs> he, I was going to say, to ten, I was gonna we say Tanner is a white first name and Hicks is a white last name. Yo, we, no, that's my man, Chill. But if you got, <laughs> I mean, chill. is he Sean King black or is he <laughs> Shaka Khan black? Shaka Khan. <laughs> He's Shaka Khan black? Okay. That's funny. Okay. But, no, we went to Boys Latin. Shout out to Boys Latin, man, for real. Like, Shout know. out Boys Latin. Y'all boys got a lacrosse team over there. It's pretty <laughs> pretty like that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, they is, actually. Crew team, too. I mean, but. Yeah, I crew. Met, I Wait met a him. second. Crew? Yeah, That's black, the rowing shit, right? Bro, it's black crew team. In the country? In the city. Oh, in the city. I mean, so. But, um, check that stat, though. I believe it is. First of all. I will not be checking that stat because we do not to put down black people on this. Oh, it's the first black crew team I heard of. The only other time to- time I heard about black Shout people and crew was when you. Method Man went to school. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, me and Tam, man, we ended up connecting, and it was dope, man. Like we we got really cool, man, and then he just became a dude who I was really learning from and just, like, watching how he went about his process. He had already been rapping for a little bit, but 
through 10, I met my man Kenny, my man Brill, my man Zay, my man Lodge, my man Keys, uh, my man. I mean, like, I hope I don't forget nobody. I love all y'all. You know that. But, you know what I'm saying? My man Nard, you know what I'm saying? He went, for those that don't know, Boys Latin is an all-male school. So, it yeah. was a lot of niggas there yeah, I mean, that he met. And if he don't remember your name. I apologize for Kia. Shout out to my BL fam, yo. All yo, you know it's love. Put it to his head, not his heart. You feel right. You know, I mean that's that's really my thing here, but there's that. Yeah, shout out to Kim. But um, yeah, all of us, man, we just really kind of got into it, and I think we just kind of all meshed in our creativity, and just you know, like it just meshed. You know, we were really great friends. We was always hanging out, always at Tan Crib. That was the spot. Like you know what I mean, everybody was pulling up. That was where we was doing our work. That's what we was doing. We used to be shooting skits and having photo shoots, all of that stuff. It was so funny. We had a couple gigs, too. Like, it was, was so getting booked in the we city? We was getting booked. We was about to do Philly Fashion Week. We was about to do Philly Fashion Show. We was about to do, um, but we ended up, basically, they ended up, they ended up. Uh, Finding out how old y'all niggas was and was no, like, I'm not letting I, no 13-year-olds. I, I forget. I forget. And I don't want to speak bad on nobody. I don't think it was like that, but. I forget really what ended up happening. But yeah. Ultimately, we were going to do that. We did a couple Sweet Sixteens. Like, you know, we was doing gigs at the school, dance with Girls High. You know what I mean? We was doing open mics. Like, shout out to Joey Sticks. Shout out to uh, Ill-Fated Natives, the first open mic I ever went to. Uh, me and Tan. Like, this just in. Uh, I have a special announcement for you, ho-ass niggas. Uh, if you dump trash by places that are not yours, you, sir, are a whore. Go to a trash can or a dumpster somewhere. There's too many open. Stop being a whore. We love our earth, and you need to stop being stupid. But back to your story. Word. Um, but yeah, Sorry, man, that like, it's people, all good. People jumped a bunch of trash by my mom's crib. Oh, man. Like, her back's bad right now, so she can't be moving all that. Dang, sorry, Mom Dukes, man. That's crazy. Yeah, niggas hoes. But, yeah. you know, continue your story, you know. But, um... Niggas, no, niggas was booked we, and busy we, we, at, we at, at 13. It wasn't even, you know, like booked all crazy like on that serious tip because we didn't even have no idea what we were doing. We were just trying to do it. We Young were just niggas trying it. to figure it out. And we were just trying to figure it out. And I think that that was such a valuable experience for me because, you know, it taught me how to be an artist, how I wanted to be an artist. And it was a different lens than what I had seen with my parents. And so it was my first time really seeing other artists and seeing a lane for myself, you know, with my parents, I just didn't want to be copy and paste. And, you know, of course, I know that there's going to be influence. I know it's going to be that, but I'm not copy and paste. I'm my own person. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to figure that out for myself. I wanted to really come to that realization myself. And shout out to, you know, my MGS family and my FTK family, like, for really helping me find myself as an artist. Because once I came to college, you know, even though I wasn't super dedicated to music yet, I already knew that if I wanted to do it, that I could. Okay. So, going forward from ninth grade, do you have any any stories from high school about your your musical journey or your sports journey or anything like that that just that just stick out as these were defining moments for young Keel that were either funny or wild or just <laughs> why was I here at this moment in time? Um. Uh, you know what's funny? Like wrestling ended up being a really good confidence booster. For what me. weight class were you in? I was a heavyweight. So, but it's funny, I was a heavyweight, but it was because I weighed in over 220. So anything over 220 was considered heavyweight. That makes sense. But at that point in my life, I was just starting to slim out and get taller. I wasn't chubby no more. My voice started to drop. 
I was starting to grow into a man and stuff, but I still was a little awkward because I was used to being short and chubby. Yeah, and, I mean, you you, you didn't know, get insecure, a new body yet. A new body. I wasn't really ready for that, but I didn't want to play ball because I wasn't really as serious or passionate about it to take it that you serious mean football in high or basketball? Both. Okay, I was going to say, was, was young Keel a hooper? He was but, the chubby um, hooper? No, nah, man. Snacks uh, Dawood, ladies I was and gentlemen. Too, dude, but see, that's the thing. I was too insecure to even even be that bull. <laughs> like, I was too, like, afraid of what people would say. I just felt like, dang, I that. But it's okay because everything happens for a reason. Everything pushes you in different directions. So yeah, you wouldn't be here if you exactly. had went that route. Or what, maybe not right now. You would. Life wouldn't have worked the same way if right. you had went that route. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, wrestling for me, like, you know, I was, uh, like, 224 wrestling, 260, 270, 280 all season and beating these niggas. Oh, oh. Like, whooping these niggas' ass first round. Like, I went undefeated for a certain period of time. And I wasn't what, even Wait, wait, wait a second. Niggas be saying undefeated in this one game. Well, one match. What, what, what was a certain period of time, nigga? Six and oh. Okay. Before I lost the match. Okay, there we go. Six and oh is a good is a good little streak. I, I yeah. didn't want you to come on this bitch and get to I was undefeated. No, Nigga, you won one match even, and lost even streak. Crazier two. though, I ended up winning the championship, the Philadelphia League Public League Championship at Heavyweight. Oh my god. And I god. won the match in eleven seconds. So young Keo was a monster. Yeah, I was, man. And it made me feel more comfortable in my grown man body. Plus I was doing all that conditioning and working out. So I just started to feel more comfortable with myself. Like I had an, another little, you know, I just boosted myself. So I mean that. Made so it. so so, how big was the nigga you beat in eleven seconds? Um, he would he weighed in probably. I was my senior year. I was weighing in like two thirty, two forty, but he was weighing in like two sixty five, and he was like five eleven. I was like six two or six one at that point, maybe six one at that point. So he was a little busky, and he wasn't no light bull, you know. You was 6'1 roster height, or you was 6'1 real height? 6'1 roster height. I probably was, like, real height, six feet tall. Okay. Like for I those, just that, passed for those that don't know, roster height is uh, for intimidation. Real height is for what you actually are. Yeah, I probably was about just passing six feet tall. But it was funny because, like, the dude was so height, and I just was like. You whooped his ass in I 11 seconds. his ass. His ass. Like, I have the, the banner that says my name. It says pin. I need a picture of that. It says pin 225. I need a picture of that. That was the time left in the period. Uh, and I it's three minutes. I definitely need a picture of that. I got you. As a matter of fact, let me let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find yeah, it. Yeah, I need a picture of that. Let's but see. that was senior year. Uh, so you went to an all-boys school in Boys Latin. Yeah. Shout out Boys Latin. Shout yeah. out those guys. What made you decide to go to Morehouse? Another all boys school halfway across the country. Uh, honestly, I never really thought about the all boys school thing for real. Like for me, I was just about being in an environment where I felt comfortable. And so man, you felt comfortable around a bunch of black men. I mean, when I went to boys Latin, at first I thought my friends from PAS was going to come with me, and a couple of them wanted to come to play ball because we had a tough. Shout out to Maurice Watson, B BL alum, who ended up really hopping on some shit with the hoop and stuff, but. You know what I'm saying? He about to coach there now, too. But, um, you know, we I thought my friends was going to slide on some, all right, this is all boys school, but my niggas going to be here. So, fuck it. Like, I mean, and it's like my mom going to let me walk to school finally. I don't oh, for those that, that don't know, I'm not talking shit. I went to Morehouse as well. But, yeah, continue. Shout out to the house. 
Um, yeah, shout but out yeah, to like, niggas. you know, I was like, F it. Like, but when I came first day, none of my homies came. And by that time, I was already in the school. Actually, I hated my freshman year, wanted to transfer. But this Damn. dude who was working there named Mr. Pascal, one of the coolest, like, coolest Shout out Mr. Pascal. Ever, and he convinced me to stay. And that changed my life because, you know, I started to fit in. I started to really, like, learn what it was like to be a young black boy. And I wasn't in that sheltered, diverse, white, black community where I was dealing with microaggressions from that type of stuff. And I, we did have white, a lot of white teachers at Boys Latin. But for the most part, because it was so much black energy around there, I learned how to really navigate being a young black man, for real. Like, I was too sheltered to really understand what that fully meant. I mean, and yeah, you had five little siblings to take care exactly. of. Exactly. So then when I got to BL, it was the first time I was meeting Philly niggas from all over the city, from all different backgrounds. Some with fucked up lives, some with regular lives, some with lives like me. It's so funny. Like, all my all my really closest friends come from single-parent households. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like, I didn't really realize, except Tanner. Tanner got both his folk. Yeah, nigga, if your name's Tanner, you're supposed to have both parents. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner comes from a good family. Chill on family. my man Tanner, <laughs> yo. Because he a heavy, he a heavy bed boy too, so he probably gonna grind you up watching the vid on some funny. I shit. mean, honestly, bro, Tanner, I am talking shit because that is default setting. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know how to turn it off, Tanner. <laughs> call him Tan. Just call him Tan. Tan. I don't know how to cut it, cut it off. But, but um, with that, I want to say. Welcome back to another episode of Couch Conversations, because I definitely said your name and did not introduce them to the show. So, you know, make sure you like like the show, like Akil, follow, subscribe to Akil too. You know, drop a comment down below telling Akil you like his music, you love his music, Puff of Smoke out now. Puff of Smoke out now. About to drop some new-ish too. And just got back down to the A, man. And I heard you got a short film coming. <laughs> I heard you got a short film coming. You're funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I heard he has a short film coming. I don't, I don't, know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what he's talking about. He doesn't know. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay, cool. Nothing. I film? Can you like give me a definition for what that is? I said short film. Short film. What do you mean? What? Okay, so tell me what you want in this definition, and I'll give you a definition. I just feel like we should just expound on the. I know. I mean, maybe we should just we just want to drop a little something on them like that. It's cool though. I mean, you know, I told you. I I feel like that's all they can get. I told you I did my research, sir. Yeah, I feel like that's all they can get though. You know, we keep it. We keep it right there. We can't get a name. Now we keep it right there. We can't get a name for the EP, I so you're just going to tease the EP and not give us a name, nothing? <laughs> All right, back to Mr. Pascal. <laughs> back to Mr. Pascal. No, dude, that's funny. I don't even got a name for that joint yet, but yeah, man. Hey, man, you know, you can work on it, man. Hey. I'm, a, I'm an experienced creative I wouldn't, director. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold out on you. Yeah, I'm an experienced creative director. I wouldn't hold on. Work on it. Seven track. Seven track. Okay, but moving forward, Mr. Pascal, boy's Latin. He got you to stay there. Yeah, man. Then your boy, your boy Tan, you know, he helped you out. Yeah, that's why I found my lane. You know, the music creatives, you know what I'm saying? And then I was, I fit in with somebody. 
And so I, it was cool now. And then low-key, like, you know, not on no scary shit, but niggas just started to respect that I was doing shit. Like, you know what I mean? I was wrestling. I was doing shit. Like, so niggas started to fuck with me more. And you I mean was, niggas in the hood or niggas at the school? Niggas at the school. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't really as much like, oh, all right, I was just, that, yeah, that's something I want to tell anybody that goes to any school as a new environment. Get involved. Yeah. Find something you like at the school or find people that like what you like at the school. Yep. And, the, and the school will be easier for you. I mean, the only way to really grow a community is to put yourself out there. Like, if you just, even if we're getting to, we're getting to Morehouse because we're finished with Boys Latin now. Shout out yep. them. Shout out Mr. Pascal. Yeah. But, you know, even in Morehouse, if you cut. If I came to school and not been anything, I had not, uh, I hadn't talked to people, I didn't join certain shit, I would never know a kill like I know him, I would never know my my roommate like I know him, like, it's just, you don't have to be in everything, but just be around, be out. People see you around, people see you around, somebody will speak. Yeah. But also, I think I have a personality, I can't be in a room with somebody for too long and not at least speak to them. Like, like if I sit at a table with you at lunch, nigga, I'm I'm probably gonna say something yeah. to you. But yeah, man, Morehouse, you know, you said you weren't worried because you had been to Boys Latin and you was just yeah. you was comfortable. Yeah, you know, I, I that that was like that made me like oh, you know, on some funny shit, like it made me like the ultimate version of the Philly nigga that I wanted to be. <laughs> because I was, you know, I had been involved in high school and I had been now exploring Philly. I was catching SEPTA and I was doing all that. So I felt like when I got to the A, well, first of all, the whole I didn't really I knew about Morehouse because I knew MLK went there, but honestly, I had no idea what I was getting myself into before I came here. That's another thing. A lot of people that go to Morehouse or hear about Morehouse only know of it as MLK school. We are a lot fucking more. It is a lot more. And those that don't know, MLK graduated with a C grade point average. So stop hyping that nigga up like he's just the Shout the chosen one. Shout out MLK. Shout out Boston College. Shout out Morehouse College. Shout, no, out, shout out the movement. Shout out uh, Bayard <laughs> Rustin. Shout out, shout out the women. Shout out Coretta. Shout out all these movies they made Dude, about this nigga. Shout out our funny. friend Martin. If you've never seen our friend Martin, you're missing out on an experience. Okay. You've never seen our friend Martin? I haven't. What okay. Is that? So for those that don't know, our friend Martin was was my personal Black History Month favorite little wheel-in movie. Okay. It was 30 minutes, mm-hmm. just about. Um, it was about this white boy and this black boy. They were best friends in, uh, in okay. like, modern-day Atlanta in late 90s, early 2000s, because it was on VHS. So it was, it was a little bit back. So late 90s, early 2000s. And... These two kids, uh, they go to MLK's house, and then they end up, they end up uh, his because MLK's house has his room preserved, or it did in the movie at least. I've only been to MLK's oh, house does? once. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, so others that don't know, MLK went to Morehouse at like sixteen, so he moved yeah. out of his house pretty early. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they had this That's watch. That's even crazy to think about, like even like. Thinking about nowadays, yeah, Morehouse was off like fifty dollars back then, but that's beside the point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so he, so they, so they use this watch. They play with it a little bit, and they shoot back in time. Okay. To and they meet Martin, and it literally becomes our friend Martin. 
So throughout the 30 minutes, it, it can't be an hour. I really think it's like 30, 35. I got to check this out. Yeah, our friend Martin. It's on it's on YouTube for free. Um, I don't I don't I don't uh, sponsor plagiarism, but I don't know anywhere else you know to find it. So our friend Martin. It's an hour and one minute. I'm sorry. Oh, but it's definitely major difference. It's definitely not the full hour, bro. It's 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 a on YouTube. I promise you, it's a solid like 45. And this is a star. This is a star cast, man. Angela Bassett. What? Lavar Burton, Whoopi Goldberg, what? James Earl Jones. What? Uh, they got everybody in there. Lu- Lucas Black, the nigga from Fast and Furious with the with the short short right, ass hair. Right, 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 right. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Dan- Danny Glover. Um, Yo, it's so funny. Jaleel White and Oprah Winfrey. Wow. All of those people are in this movie. So I'm telling you, this was a fire movie. But they go back in time. They meet Martin. They meet Martin, and they experience racism in that time. So they meet. Wow. So like Martin's friend, Martin's white friends are literally like, they're playing with him, and then their parents see, don't you play with that black boy? And they wow. see that as people that they're they've never experienced segregation, they've never experienced anything like that. Right, not so, on that scale. Yeah, so this is dead ass like public like shit. Yeah, and then they go from that, they come back see him a little later, and then near the end of the movie they catch him, like literally like pretty soon before his death. Like, they caught three stages of Martin. They caught young Martin, middle Martin, adult Martin, and he remembered them each time. So, like, it was showing, it was showing, it showed racism and it showed the growth of racism from beginning to end. Mm. It showed, it showed segregation in a way that you wouldn't really see. Like, it showed what would happen basically if you had thrown a white boy today into Martin's time, and he's just like he's shocked at the the way people would interact. But yeah, our friend Martin, everyone should go watch it. It's Check a it out. Shout out. I wouldn't say it's a, it's an amazing movie because I hate to say civil rights esque fix like flicks are amazing, but it was a good movie. I liked the the message. I like obviously I like the casting. Nigga. Yeah. They had they got the nigga everybody from, in there. They had the nigga from Reading Rainbow. Like, yeah, but yeah, bro, it's <laughs> our friend Martin's amazing, bro. Go watch it. Rainbow. Oh, take a look. It's <laughs> in the, the book. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> but not nah, Akil is the singer. So forgive, forgive me for the for the foolishness that just took place. Dude, your uh, ears will recover. Man, yeah, that's man. funny. So, yeah, go watch our friend Martin. Just yeah. just look it up. It's it's on a lot of places. It's on YouTube for free though, for sure. Because I definitely watched it this past year, on on Dude, some nostalgia, fucking COVID shit. I watched on it. some funny shit. Yeah, but, but yeah, man. Like honestly, my introduction to Morehouse College was a different world. And it's funny because I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Hillman shirt. Well, oh, for those that don't know, a uh, different world was filmed on Spellman's campus and Morehouse's campus. Yeah, that's. But it was the first time I had really fully engaged with a visual representation of what an HBCU community was like. Okay. And I had never really been familiar with it. I went on a college tour before, but, I mean, I was not focused on what I was seeing. I was just there to experience it. You know what I mean? And A lot really of college – I think college tours are most effective around late junior year and senior year when you're yeah. really thinking about it. Where you – When you're a freshman, sophomore, it's more I'm just here. Yeah. Unless, unless you're a – 
I'm saying on average. Yeah. Especially when you're with a larger group. Now, yeah. when it's just your parents, then you might be a yeah, little more then in you're that gonna mindset. Be, that's what I'm saying. Like, you out there, you with other schools, other Jones, you're not yeah. really focused on These it. You're niggas in 7th, 8th grade. You're trying to, you on a trip. Yeah. You, you on a trip. I, we're in Atlanta. Right. We're from North Carolina. We're from Alabama. We're yeah. from Mississippi. We're from wherever. And we're in Atlanta. Yeah. With Morehouse is just a stop. Yeah. Like, cause I did, I did a, I did a Georgia, well, an Atlanta college tour. Okay. Nigga, Morehouse wasn't even open when right. we pulled up. Nigga, we. The bro, only Howard re- wasn't either, bro. I had a really shitty tour of Howard. I, I'm not gonna hold you. Howard tour was worse because it was cold and it was, it was cold shitty. and it was shitty. So and our tour guide never met us. Nah, so Morehouse, I got. I got, we got on campus, because the parking deck is, like, right at the front, so it's easy to get in. So I got the parking deck, and I got King's Chapel. I got nothing else. And the only reason I got King's Chapel, because there was a janitor right there, and it was, it was about 20 of us, and the tour guide was just like, hey, man, just let us in. I can do the tour myself. And we only got King's Chapel, and we only got it for about 10, 15 minutes. Damn, man. My first real tour of Morehouse was junior senior day. But my introduction to Morehouse, that bullshit ass King's Chapel quick run through. We didn't wow. we didn't sit down, we didn't get any of the fun, none of that. Wow. Just pick point. My first presidents. my first tour of Morehouse was NSO. Oh no. That's another thing. If you can if you can avoid it, please do not have your first time on campus be your first time on campus. Like, uh, go to I, admitted students day. Okay. Go to something. Yeah, like, you should do that. You should do that because you should. You should. You should want to know what you're walking into. That's one of my great. That's one. Of, it's not a regret. It's not my greatest regret, but it's one of my greatest. Like, damn, I should have did that. Like, I, I don't care, but I should have did that yeah. just just for the fuck of it. Came to Atlanta and did admitted students day, and like just hung out, met niggas. Like, my first time meeting like Morehouse niggas. Was in a group chat, and then I really met them at NSE, which was new student enrollment. So we was literally just on campus to meet an advisor and get some classes situated. Yeah. Shit was lame, yeah, though. It, it, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I'm a first-generation student, so, uh, you That's know, in a lot thing. of ways, my we didn't know to do that type of stuff. You know what I mean? We didn't know that that type of stuff was important. You know what I mean? And I wasn't even really thinking about it. I mean, honestly, you know, after really learning about Morehouse and stuff like that, you know, from a different world and looking into it more and wanting to go to HBCU, when I came down here, I just was fully immersed in this ATL and Morehouse culture, and yeah. I loved it at first. You know, I really was not, and not that I still don't love it, but I, I started to. I see, definitely feel like you know, I start, and, and I do love Morehouse. Yeah. I love that experience for me, but there are definitely things that I realized I would have done differently. That, that I w- Yes, that I would have that I would have done differently, but hindsight is twenty twenty. So yeah. of course I would have done them differently. You know what I mean? But that's just the thing. You know, you got to deal with that reality. Of yeah, stuff. I mean, bro, like this is the thing. Uh, every generation of college is different. Definitely. Like my grandmother was the first person in my family to go to college ever. Like she was right. the first one. Her her time in college was very different than when my mom went. Right. Because my mom went with first school she went to, she my my grandmother worked at. Right. So it was it was the 13th grade. Right. Her mom was down the hallway, knew all the teachers, knew all the everybody. Right. 
and she was fucking, she was the head librarian. So everybody in the school had to do something with her. Right. So everybody knew that. And then my neck, my mom's next school, she had me. So literally my mom has me. And then from having me, she finishes her bachelor's. So like her life is different because at, at the point I'm at in life, my mother had already had me. Yeah, me my, too. But me too, though. Exactly. I see that. But me too. That's so crazy when you think about so it. So it's bro. like it's like my mother can tell me things, and we have. But she also understands there's certain things she can't tell me because she had a different level of responsibility, yep. a different level of learning, a different level of everything at the point in which in life I'm at right now. Right. And then. My father passed when I was two, so I don't. I didn't have him to give me his thing. So my mother is literally. She just. My, it's a lot of times I talk with my mother, and she's just like, "Hey, bro, like, I know you in school, but you know, I can't. I can't tell you how to do school because I didn't do school the way you're doing it, especially with this COVID shit." Yeah. My mom. My mom was like, "Nigga, I'm figuring out Zoom too. I can't." Yeah, so it's like, bro. So I hate, crazy. I hate that it's still people that it's like their first. Gen- I love that they're first generation college students, but I, it's like even when you're a first generation, like no matter generation, bro, college is different. Yeah. Every fucking few years, like it's different for everybody too. Exactly, like it's everybody's not the same. You know, everybody complains about the same thing, but everybody's experience is different. Yeah, like. I fully believe I would have had a completely different experience if I had went to Howard than if I went to Morehouse. Absolutely. But now onwards to Howard's shitty tours, boy. Oh, oh, Howard, boy. Howard, I think Howard around the time we would have went anyway was especially bad. Yeah. Because we was right before. All that crazy stuff. We was right before the, the, uh, the stealing money scam. We was uh we were the class that didn't get fucking acceptance packages Yo, until late as shit. Until late, bro. But whole time I didn't get my decline you until dumb late. So that's nah, how I knew. Bro, no, I got nothing. You're good, but no. Howard was so behind. So behind. I man. got my. So for Morehouse, you have to pay May first to confirm you're coming. Yeah. I got my acceptance package from Howard. May 5th. So I, I got accepted. I got my email. But as far as any information on how to go forward, May 5th, nigga, it was too late. Niggas had deadlines. I had already been like, well, I know I got into Howard, but they didn't tell me, you know, scholarships, nothing. But, you know, it's all in God's timing. Absolutely, because then we wouldn't be here. I definitely feel like if, Cause I don't know. I didn't really want to go to Howard because when I went once again, cold as shit. Like nigga, I was really just kind of thinking like I didn't really want to go that far from my family. You know what it, I mean? I that was, too. My Atlanta fam- is a drive. Oh. Howard is a is a trek, nigga. I'd never go home, dude. I mean, the thing is, like for me, my mom being from DC, you know, I knew I had familiarity with that area, so I'm yeah. like, oh, this is two hours from home. I can be far enough to have my own shit. Like, I can be close enough to get right back to see him. I struggled a lot being so far from my family at first out at Morehouse. How far is Morehouse from Philly? 13 hours. Okay. Yeah, that's that's difficult. Cause, yeah, dude. Because 13 right. hours ain't no, 
I can just drive home whenever. 13 no, hours is prep for that. I have to plan a home trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like uh some shit like shit happened to me while I was in Morales. Like my grandfather had a stroke while I was like second semester sophomore year. So it was like it was literally not even a thought of I can't get home. It's a thought of I could be home before the fucking sun goes down today. So it's like I think I think the distance is a big problem for a lot of people. Yeah, because it's like nigga, niggas can't just be hopping up and being like, and then teachers don't understand. Like my teachers was trying to hold me, nigga. I had to fucking call the president. I was like, hey, bro, I'll do the fucking work, but these niggas gonna have to shut the fuck up about this week, nigga. Yeah, man. Niggas be going through it, bro. That's why niggas need to. Protect, protect your what? What uh, what Marshawn say? Protect your chicken. <laughs> protect your chicken. Yeah, protecting man. Protecting your chicken, young. What he say? Young niggas, a young yeah. something. But yeah, protect your mind and protect your chicken, man. So like, if you right. need, if you need mental health time, bro, fuck that class, nigga. If all your, if your work turned in, fuck it. And if it's not gonna be turned in on time, shoot that nigga email, bro. Especially. Know your teachers, too. You got to have communication skills to be able to get accommodations in college. If you can't communicate what you need or what type of help or what type of space or what type of exceptions you need, it's like it doesn't matter if they don't give a fuck. You got to say it. You got to speak It's up. like I didn't told teachers a week in advance. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't told teachers when they assigned shit. I don't understand that. It's like if you in these niggas' face, if you in a lot of teachers' faces, this is a just – this is a universal thing. If you're in teachers' faces, they'll usually understand, or they'll at least be a little more lenient. Yeah. Because it's like, I've known for the past three months he struggled with these concepts. If he got the concept 75% of the way right, I'll fuck with him. I mean, that's, that's good teaching. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of teachers base it off of you, not just the yeah. yeah. But let's get back to Keel, man. Morehouse. And fuck Howard. You know. Fuck Howard. Um, let's talk a little bit about your writing process throughout college. Okay. I mean, you know, Keel, uh, summer summer day video out now everywhere. Yeah. Go watch that. Um, I was watching it the other day. You got a couple blurred out things. Like what? Uh you blurred out shirt oh yeah you well, blurred out the morehouse symbol on the on the jink on the on the on some placard well as far as anyone knows we didn't shoot that video on morehouse's campus, campus. <laughs> we were on any college campus yeah we were we, we were in a ra- Morris Brown. we were on an undisclosed location we were at a we were could have just been at a film studio that looked like Morehouse, you know. Yeah, you we just wanted know. to make sure because you know we didn't want to get hit with any type of you know situation. Because certain individuals that went to Morehouse, you know, very close in age to us, have went through things because of doing things on Morehouse campus that Morehouse saw as unmorehousely. Yeah, yeah. And shout Morehouse out, follow me on the gram. So shout I know out my that brother. I know that they gonna see that stuff if I'm on nutty stuff. Like, I'll be like, oh. That's the thing. Where else will follow anybody, bro? I'm followed by Boros football. I'm followed by fucking BHRE, of course. Follow I'm followed by random Morehouse like organizations. And I'm like, other day the Morehouse fucking uh 
quiz bowl team fucking followed me. Cracking the up. niggas that's on fucking NBC right now. I'm cracking up. Niggas followed me. I was like, oh shit. I mean, I wasn't hating, and I was just like, if they gonna acknowledge me, that's cool. I'm not tripping. I mean, you know, I'm not in school right now, but I just, I'm just now getting back into school. This happened when this happened last year. I mean, man, shout out Kia, man. You know, school is a lot. It is, especially during COVID. It COVID is. was a lot. It was. But man, I'm happy. Happy going back. Happy finishing up. Yeah, man. But yeah, let's talk about your writing process a little bit, man. Okay. What was uh, your writing process like in college? What was your writing process like in your gap time? What's it like now? A lot of pen and paper. You okay. Know what I mean, and and you know, not to be on the head ass shit, but just for me, generally speaking, it just feels more soothing to really let it out pen and paper. Like it, it is like the aggression in my hand, the way I write, uh, the way it flows out of my hand, the way it just that whole process for me is is, is soothing. And so, and it also helps me remember what I'm saying or what I'm writing. When I'm writing it, it's making me master the lyrics. Okay. And so that's why I really kind of look through it, you know. And then I also. So what, you listen to beats or you just, oh, whenever well, whenever it hits you, you start writing? Well, honestly, you know, yeah, I, I'll listen to tracks. You know, like I, I'll throw on some like cool instrumentals, like some Jay Dilla instrumentals or something that I really like that got a cool groove to it. And I'll write my verses, you know what I mean? Or if I have an idea in my head that I hear based off of a track I heard, I'll try to lay it down in my studio and then build off of that. You know. So you recording in the crib right now? Yeah. So I'll be recording in the crib. That's, I, I did Born to Be Love in my folks' basement. Like, you know, I did that on my Shout own. Shout out them. You know but, what I mean? But, I mean, we talking about basements. I got a little, got a little, you know, little, little information on Kia that people don't know. They say your favorite artist is uh your favorite rapper ever is a, is a member of the Dungeon family. <laughs> I'm cracking up. And then you know he wears beanies. You rock beanies. Tell us about your love affair with Andre 3000. I'm cracking. Love affair. <laughs> I wouldn't say love affair, but man. Hey man, three. I keep your heart three stacks. Keep, keep your, heart your heart three stacks, man. I I you know I I definitely. You know, respect him as an artist. You know what I'm saying. I when Andre 3000 for me is one of the most versatile rhymers I've ever heard in my life. You know what I mean. Flow different. He flowed different, and his creativity and his vision is just different to me. To be completely unique and to be completely so willing to take to 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 be yourself in all spaces for people to understand you, for you to create and a trend that for a lot of people. Everybody, like, thinks of Andre's 3000's lifestyle as a certain thing. You know what I mean? I mean, Brett, like, first of all, let me say this. The only thing I Andre ever did that I wasn't quite sure of was uh, Idlewild movie. That was the only thing ever. But um, I think I think Andre is just, he had, he came into the game one way. Yeah. And then he grew into himself. He yeah. grew into. Who he really was. Yeah, like, the, the more flamboyant clothes. Like, yeah. well, I, flamboyant might not be the right word. The more out of expressive, the mo the more out of the norm clothing. You know, I just you know the reason I say it is because I just wish I had that type of bravery at a certain point in my life to be as expressive as I wanted to be. I mean, Andre, like, even Andre right now, he might show up at a random fucking cafe and just play on the flute. Speaking of which, beatboxing on the flute featuring Kyle Hobson out everywhere right now. I mean, I yeah. mean, it's just like I think that that's dope. To be an artist, and I'm looking at it from the artist's perspective, artist to artist, and I understand like aesthetic for an artist is important, but just naturally aesthetic, like 
but I seeing th- different things. I think his ability to create an aesthetic is amazing. Definitely. Because it's like once he stepped out. He stepped out on his own because Big Boy stayed in his lanes. Big Boy stayed in his his jerseys, his yeah. fitteds, his whatever. Yeah. Dre went class of three thousand. Dre yeah. went yeah all types of shit. Like yeah, it was just it was just I different. Mean, also too, like you know, for me, like I just really be keyed into the personal, you know, influence. Like you know what I mean. Like him being my favorite rapper. You know, at that point, I, I probably, I, I feel like definitely one of my favorite rappers. I, you know, like, I, I don't remember. I do remember. There was definitely a point in time when he was my favorite of all time. But definitely. So who's, your, who's your top five? Of all time? Sure. I mean, in no order. Top five, though. Um, I mean, artist, I got period. Because you. Okay. You, you ain't got to just stay the rap. Because you're not a yeah. rapper. Okay. Kanye. Okay. Yeah. Um. Shout out, yay. They had an album release party tonight. I won't go into it, but it happened. Yeah. I mean, I, but yay just transitions and who he is and his expressiveness. And what he, what he talks about with a rational mind is crazy. You know what I mean? If you listen to the things he says about being an artist and wanting to be human and wanting to express himself and being dedicated and committed to and, 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 and just creative genius. I mean, yeah, he said some amazing things over the year, but he's also had some moments where it wasn't so great. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's just like with any person. I mean, he's an artist. You can't – we need to take artists off that pedestal. It's like – They're not profits. It's like, look, he's an artist. He has the music he makes. He has his beliefs. He has his life. So it's like if Ye needs to go to Wyoming to drop an amazing album, cool. Let him do that. That's what he's supposed to do. That's what I would do. I'm gonna keep it a being. I would do some shit like that. Like let, like me. let it, like let him live. Yeah. But you know, you ain't gotta agree with everything the nigga say. But you also don't have to loudly disagree. Absolutely. But I yeah. Mean, so yeah. And people can respectfully disagree. You know what I mean, I think, I think I'm one of those people who also have learned that, like, even if I disagree with people, and if I don't agree with people or people's lifestyles, or I feel differently about something. You know what I mean? That's still their thing. And there's events and experiences in their life that have led them to believe. As long as it don't affect me, I'm pretty cool on that. As long as it doesn't affect me, then I'm cool. Because you could do what you do. I'm going to do what I do regardless. Oh, God. So, yay. Yay. Um, Lauren Hill. Shout out Lauren Hill. If Lauren Hill had dropped a second album, nigga. Lauren Hill could drop a second album today, and I feel like niggas would listen. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm gonna throw my folks on there out of Kindred, res- out of respect, but together, I mean they weren't single, but I'm gonna put them on there because I literally spent the whole first half of my life imitating them and learning how to sing through listening to okay. their music and their peers. So, a lot of my musical foundation, even though I don't really know basic music theory or really instrument, Fuck it that. comes from watching their back. Okay. So I, I gotta throw that out so there. That's your third. My third. Um, my fourth. Um, I'm trying to think. Jay Dilla. Shout out Jay Dilla. My fifth. Is it Dre? Huh? Is it Andre? 
It's not him because I'm thinking like all artists and really truth be told, like he was just a rapper. He was just, no, well, not just a rapper, but I just was, you know, like he in, wasn't that for you. in that specific year. He wasn't that for me. My top five. Like I just respected his vision, his expressiveness, his willingness to be himself, his bars, his flow. I respected that. He would be in my top five, but I'm thinking about all of artists. I'm thinking singers and rappers too, and I didn't name some singers and rappers. So I'm thinking. Okay, so your fifth. Uh, my fifth. You know, I I want to put somebody newer on there, but honestly, like all of my biggest influences are people from that are older. But I mean, but nobody's gonna make fun of you. I won't make fun of you. All right, it's a three way tie between Stevie, Donny Hathaway. Stevie dropped hit albums every year for a couple years there. Donny Hathaway and because he's like a uh, he's one of the singers who I really like try to sing like classic like like real songs to like it learned in my decent voice with uh, Donny Hathaway and who's my who's my last in that tie Erica Badu. All right. And then you said you you said you, you you wanted to put some new people on there. So who you listening to right now, like in this time frame, you know, specifically like yeah. this week type shit. Okay, I'll go first to give you a little time to think. Cool. Uh, I I of course listened to I Killed I Wood for the past couple of days. You know, I have all his music downloaded on my phone. Shout out I Killed I Wood. Um, I want to listen to the seven songs he got coming. But, you know, when that happens, that happens. Um, of course, you know, uh, I'm sh- I'm listening to Dequasia. Shout out Dequasia. She, or she, I think I'm thinking I'm saying her name right. I think it's Dequasia. Uh, that's how it's spelled. But uh, D-A-Q-U-A-S-H-I-A. Everywhere. Go listen to her shit. She got a tape out. That bitch fire. I'll play you a new song off the project. All right. So go listen to Dequasia. Listen to her shit. Of course, you know. ESTG got the streets oh, feeling yeah. like oh, a yeah. half, uh, bro. I feel like a half a brick of fentanyl is the the key to life, my boy. Like he said, you want to change your life, all you gotta do is a half a brick of fentanyl. Then my boy TK Malone, you know, he just dropped the pilot. That's five yeah. five songs. You know, his interview out everywhere. Y'all should go watch that shit. Go listen to that shit after this. So shout out him. Um, Pooh Shiesty, still, yeah. still, still in, still in rotation. Yeah. Uh, he probably ain't ever getting out, but he's still in rotation. Um, who else? Who else? Let me see. Whoever, whoever pulls up on my shuffle is getting a shout out. Um, dude, that's funny. I was thinking about doing it like that too. Yeah, whoever pulls up on my shuffle right now is getting it. And let me pause that because I am not losing my fucking uh <laughs> over copyright. Shmino, shout out Shmino. I've been listening to Shmino. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. Um, I'd say, sir. Okay. Uh, I do like EST. Uh, I'm telling you, a half a brick of fentanyl. I mean, I just like his flow. I like his confidence. I like his delivery. And like, I think he, cool. I think he's came a long way very quickly. But I also think this next year yeah. is gonna be crucial. Like he just dropped the tape. Yeah. Now, what he follows that with. Will be like that because he can't. Yeah. The first time I heard him was on that baby V yeah. verse. So oh yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta throw love in my Philly too. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking with Core, of course. Shout out Core. Yeah, uh, DJ Lil Tali, I like him. 
Um, I like uh, um, let's see here. Just thinking what else is really good, really good. Um, I like the boy Fifty One Keith. Fifty One uh, Keith, okay. Four Six Cino, my okay. man. I like him. He nice. Out there dropping. Hey guys, my come on the show. My youngin Kaz, my youngin Zer, uh, Zer. Um, Wait, Kaz, Kaz? No, C O Z. Okay. This is my man, my my youngin from Philly. He nice man. He wanna come out check him out, Kaz World. Tell your boy come on the show, man. For Look sure. in the camera and say. Yeah, man, come on the show, man. I told y'all. I said, listen, man. I I've never been one of those bulls who felt like I could have access and not want to share it. You know what I mean? And honestly, you know, the only reason I'm here is because of the people around me that saw something in me. And, you know, I felt like that was my motivation to meet that expectation, to, you know, fulfill that purpose. If people see something in me, then I can see it in myself. And, you know, I want to see it in myself first. So at the end of the day, like all my youngins, I tell them, all my Philly, all my Philly peers and artists and stuff, who I fuck with really heavy, who rock with me real heavy, Soraya Nicole. If you're in the um, A, come on the show. Come to, come down to the A, man. I'm telling you, like, it's so much abundance out here. You don't even got to move down here per se, but I'm just saying, come out here and experience. This show only Put takes an hour and some change. Bro, first of all, being an artist is putting yourself in different environments, uncomfortable environments, you know, branching out, creating community in other places. That's the only way you expand your network, your your fan base. That's the only way that you can grow. And elevate yourself as an artist, putting yourself in a different situation, seeing how you can adapt creatively and standing on your feet and, and, and chasing your dreams and following your purpose. That's the only way that you know you're even serious enough to really take it to another level is if you really want to branch out and start putting yourself out there. And a lot of people, because at the end of the day, be, living in Philly is like survival of the fittest, man. You you got to look over your shoulder because you never know what could happen. You could be getting hit and you are out the way, nigga. You could be oh. hit and you not doing this, that, and the third. It's, it's almost 350 murders, homicides in Philly this year. Since we're on this subject, I just want to say rest in peace, rest in peace to uh, sin, Sincere Baker. Uh, he, he died earlier last night. So today is Thursday, August 5th. On Wednesday, August fourth, he passed along with two other people in a um, in a car accident, and he was just an innocent bystander um, to a street race. So, R.I.P. to him. Uh, man, it's real rap, man. R.I.P. To, to my man Nate. R.I.P. To, to my man Ev. Man, R.I.P. To my to my young and Ja. You know, from B.L. R.I.P. To all my young Philly were all my young Philly soldiers, man. For real, for real. all the people who I know in Philly, for real, for real lost their life, you know what I'm saying? The ones who I'm closer to and the ones who I'm not as close to at the end of the day is death and it's never good. Hey, man, I'm praying for everybody. I'm praying any, for everybody. I don't, any life lost is a life lost too soon. Real rap, real you rap, feel man. Me? So, like, these you know, people who got families, who got yeah. friends, who people who care about them, and at the end of the day, they shouldn't be dropping like this. Yeah, be, so, sa be safe out here, man. Don't, yeah. don't, if you stay out of situations that you know could end in, in that. Whatever you feel me, stay out, stay out the way. Make your paper and get out of there, man. Real rap, man. Stay out the way. Be yourself. You don't always gotta be on one type time. Put yourself out there. I know it's, I know it's difficult because you can feel like it's dangerous. But at the end of the day, like you, God got your back. Your folks, your community, your village got your back. And if you don't got one, or you feel like you can't got one, it's your duty to go out there and make one. And at the end of the day, sometimes life deals you cards that make it difficult more challenging than other people, but that's your job to work around it. Like, you got to 
build yourself out of that. At the end of the day, it's more to the world than West Philly, North Philly, South Philly. It's, it's a whole world, a whole abundance of people for you to go out and explore and find yourself and be somebody. Hey, man, I tell everybody, leave your hometown for a little while, bro. Whatever See how that folk, change you. Yeah, like, he came to Atlanta. He ain't got to come to Atlanta, bro. Go to go to New York. Go to D.C. Go to go to Chicago. Go to Cali. Go somewhere else. Correct. And, you know, just live for a little Explore. while, bro. Put yourself out there, man. Don't be afraid. Yeah, go work. Go work. Go have fun. Go live. Vacation. Travel. Whatever you got to do. You know, at the end of the day, that's the only reason I am who I am. Because I, I, I put myself out there. So I just, that's 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 really what I want to spread to them, them Philly youngins too, man. So like just even all my youngins who I'm fucking with, they're doing a the rap scene out there too. Like all of them. Shout out, really shout out to all my Philly artists. Shout out to all the Philly peers I'm really fucking with. All right. To so get back to my top. All right, yeah. Jones, I'm a got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely Sir. I, I like EST. I like Dirk. But I'm not going to put him on my list only because everybody like Dirk. And I'm going to go into my personal joints. Yeah. And I don't listen to him every day, but I do like him when he come on. Um, so EST, sir. I love Snow Allegra because she sounds so good. Even though I think her new album has definitely shifted her sound. But I think it still sounds authentically her. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see who else I'm already fucking with. Um, Uh, Cole. Even though, Cole. Even even though like Cole albums be having to grow on me, but I just you know what I mean. I'm not gonna hold you. They be having to grow on and me. The more albums he's dropped, the more they had to grow on me. Yeah. When I was younger, I feel like I, I was, was more really into him. Yeah. But like as he's dropped more, like For Your Eyes Only had to grow on me. Yeah. Even um, Kids on Drugs or Kids versus Drugs, something like that. I just feel like like KOD, yeah, KOD, KOD had to, KOD had to grow on me. Even this new one had to grow on me a little bit. Like when it yeah. first dropped, I was like, "Damn, he's he's Cole's getting to the point where he's uh, what's the word? I feel like he's getting more into his let Nas down territory than he is getting you know into his. So funny though, he's being him territory. You know what's so funny? Yeah, definitely. He's definitely on some different shit than he was when he first came out, but he's older. Ain't old as shit. Like he's older than we all thought he was. Yeah, I mean Cole. I mean Cole's really at the point where it's like he said it himself. He was like, "I don't want to get out of the rap game and be like I didn't work with nobody." So that make it makes sense to me that he doesn't want to just you know, just be in his bubble anymore. And he's we've seen Cole out more now than we ever did before. Yeah, it used to be you only saw snippets of Cole concerts and his interviews. Yeah, now you'll see Cole with. With Savage just out, yeah. you'll see Cole. Cole, you'd never think Cole would be at the fucking dunk contest, yeah. like a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean him, definitely. Uh, let's see. Let me pick my last two off my shelf because I know I just show, I just seen him, so I'm going to show him some love. Um, let's see. Tyler. Tyler, the creator. Yeah. That new joint I really was fucking with. I ain't even going to lie. Hey, bro, like, he, because for me, being a young kid that grew up in the South, hearing DJ Drama come on there and talk that shit, like. First of all, DJ Drama, you see, niggas don't even know. Like, DJ Drama really is a big deal in Philly. Like, no bullshit. Like, all them early Meek tapes, Gangsta Grizzles, like, all that. Like DJ Holiday, what? nigga, like. 
That nigga, what, DJ like, Drama was was that guy when we were younger. Like, who you know caught a Rico off the music, bro? Caught a Rico off, off the tapes, music. Off tapes. Like that. Like this. They had this nigga on a racketeering charge, off selling mixtapes, nigga. Like, like, and then, he, cause I remember when I heard the nigga caught a Rico, I was like, he had Wayne. Versus, cause this nigga had Wayne when Wayne was talking that shit. Mm-hmm. So he got Gilly was writing that shit. Hey, hey, I don't know the story. <laughs> Gilly says he wrote this shit. Wayne has never confirmed or denied. And if it's true, you know, it tarnishes Wayne's legacy. A little bit. Just a little bit. Like, cause the you more can't... I peeped it, like, the more I thought the same thing. The more I really was, like, keep hearing him say it, I'm like, wait, what, huh? I can never. It's like, Gilly, Gilly wrote Wayne's verses? I'm like, you. I can never say, like, I, when I was younger, I would say Wayne's my favorite artist. It, 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 it dwindled down because he's not the same anymore. No. But, like, once, once you get. He was greatest rapper alive when I was younger, but bro, once you start, shit, once bro. you start tarnishing it with that goddamn, yeah. he ain't write them shits. Dude. I think Jade, I think Jada Kiss and Funk Flex said it best. Oh. You can't be the best rapper out if other niggas wrote your verses. Yeah, you feel me? Shout out Jada Kiss and the Locks, Shout man. Out Jada Kiss, man. All of y'all on Jada Kiss dick right now. Cause he That's and Locks came out. I was like, y'all boys don't understand. The Locks was out here dropping them hits. Y'all don't even know about Rough Riders. If you don't know about Rough Riders, you can't talk about the Locks or Jada Kiss. You can't talk about that because that's the first stages of that that group. Like you can't. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know the history. And at the end of the day, I ain't want to say Jada Kiss because I know about that. But shout out to Jada Kiss, man. One of the realest rhymers out here. First of all, shout out to some of my favorite rhymers too. Black Thought from Philly. Shout out Black Thought. Shout out to uh, 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 trying to think. Shout out to my man J, my man not J from Philly. Just dropped a new project. You know what I'm saying? One come of my on the show. Songs. Come on the show, bro. I'm saying like, come down here and do this thing, man. I, I'm trying to really. I want. I want. I want the world to really realize that. Philly ain't what y'all think it is. In fact, it's a lot better than y'all thought it was. All right, all right. We've done enough. We understand I mean, I gotta, Philly I gotta is a lot. My shit. But you know, got You know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to have a Philly artist on the show and not ask you this. What's up? Where's the best place to get a cheesesteak in the city? What have you heard before? Uh. I like chicken cheese steaks crazy, so I've okay. heard Ishkabibbles go nuts. Okay, Ishkabibbles is the place. With, uh, with a gremlin. Okay, is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Ishkabibbles is an acceptable cheesesteak place, yes. Yeah, I like chicken cheese but steaks crazy. I but definitely feel like they're not the best cheesesteak. It's more like an experienced cheesesteak. It's made right, but it's... Yeah, What's it's, your favorite, It's though, commercial. Bro? My fa- I mean... I mean, if it's a spot in a fucking strip mall, nigga, I don't give a shit. Everybody say Delessandro's. I've heard but of that. I like I like Poppy Store. Like the Poppy Store really make the best cheesesteaks. So which Poppy Store you be going to? Where where's it at? Where's it located? Alright, so the joint I go to is the one right on the corner of 60th and uh Gerard. Right so on the Poppy Store on the si- corner of 60th and Gerard. That's where What's I your order? What you get there? 
you get snacks too or what 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 so you walk in you walk in there hungry you getting a cheesesteak that's that's already stamped what's your whole order though what's your whole what's your whole cash out your whole checkout thing at the poppy store i'm grading up uh cheesesteak salt pepper ketchup fried onions uh mayonnaise you know fries salt pepper ketchup on them jones grab a little something to drink maybe a clear fruit what kind of thing to drink? A clear fruit? That's what yeah, you drink? Probably like a pineapple clear fruit. Okay. 30. Or Arizona, because they used to be straight dollar. Yeah, 99 cents straight. And then probably get some Mr. G's Red Hot Chips. Okay. I like them drums. Or some or some Hers Hot Barbecue Jones. No, Hers Barbecue Jones. Okay. I like them drums. And that's it? That's all you getting? I mean, I might grab, you know what I mean? Some candy or something, but maybe some sour patches. But I gave up on candy for a little, for been a for been a while actually. So I, I don't even order that no more. But that's my poppy store go to right there. Hey man, shout out the poppy store on the corner. And 60th. if they know you in that John, the poppies really cook your cheesesteak like they your fucking parents, dog. So at the end of the day, like the more you know the poppy, the better your cheesesteak. So that's why they the best place to get them, John. So I need you to take me sixtieth Street. And get me a, a cheesesteak, salt, pepper, ketchup, onions. Got you. I got you, bro. And mayonnaise. I got you, bro. You got to let me know, bro. Yeah, bro, you and know. We could, and we, and we, I could show you. You got to get some water ice, too, bro. I've heard of it. I've never had it. Y'all got Wawa up there, too, right? Yeah. And Is I Wawa like that? It's just convenient. It's convenient to have a place that's always open that you can really get good food. Okay. It's like and wow, wow, some people some people like it, some people don't like it, but like for me, if I want like a hoagie or like a, a you know what I mean, like or like some snacks, a lot of a big array of selections and like the food that they cook behind the counter is actually good. And I don't know quick trip shit like Hey, bro, quick trip be doing decent. No, nah, bro. I'm going to keep it a bean. That shit be Wait, straight what do you frozen. be getting at quick trip? I'm like, oh, but I'm just saying the food be Stop, straight. Stop. What do you frozen. be getting at quick trip? I mean, I got the pizza before. The pizza be hidden. I mean, it's not that it's so, nasty. So let me put it like this: the like quick, fresh the quick trip on Howell Mill gave okay, me one of the best strawberry milkshakes I've ever had in my right, entire I, life. Okay, but I ain't gonna lie; it ain't. It's nothing against it. I just meant like I'm watching them make my shit, and it's fresh. I know the ingredients. Nah, I fresh, s- no, right? nigga. There is a kitchen with the fucking order shit at the Howell Mill fucking quick trip, bro. You're not about to <laughs> shit on Quick Trip. Dude, Quick Trip is not over Wawa. I've never been to Wawa. But, hey, I think the best gas station I've ever t- been to is Bucky's. Oh, my God. I've been to Bucky's before, too. That shit nigga, is huge. Nigga, Bucky's go nuts. That shit is huge. First of all, Bucky's is a Walmart, nigga. It is definitely a Walmart gas station. It's like huge. That, it that has, shit on Wawa. It's got, it's got, them niggas got merch. Yeah. Them niggas got every version of snack you want. They got their own version. You want Doritos? They got Bucky's Doritos. You they want, definitely got Bucky's Doritos. You, Yo, that's some crazy funny shit because it really is like that. They got, bro, they got every type of sandwich you could want in that bitch. They got, Yo, they no got, bullshit. they got pork, no pork, beef, chicken, yeah. all types, and it's hot. Like, I'm saying, you can see the nigga, you can, like, nigga, you ever had chopped brisket? Nigga, you can Dude, see the nigga chopping the brisket in front of you. That's and then they'll be like, hey, you want extra barbecue sauce on yours? Yeah. Run that hoe. And then they got a whole kitchen on the side. Them niggas make fresh nachos with the with the real melted Bro. cheese. Not that bullshit, you feel me? Like, 
Bucky's nigga, they got like, Bucky's is fucking the. You know, Bucky's, it's the you gas know what station. Bucky's is. You ever been on the road on a long road trip and you stop at the rest stop? Bucky's That's is Bucky's. Every Bucky's is a rest stop. Every nigga. Bucky's is a rest stop. I have a, I have, I have a, I have a problem with rest stops though. I think every rest stop should have fucking gas. The reason yeah. rest stops don't be full like that is because they don't have gas. That's true. Like you pass a rest stop. For for states, they just be, Bro, they be all, like 20, 30 parking spots, a building with a bathroom, an ice cream machine, and a snack machine. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Why the fuck would I want to, first of all, at the end of the day, some people do it, but nobody really wants to sleep in their car. Niggas do that shit because they got kids yes. and they need to stop. Yes. But if you're an adult, nigga, I'm getting to a fucking gas station. Right. So if I stop, it's worth it. Right. Like. You do that shit when you have kids. It's like, okay, it's open space. These kids can stretch their legs a little bit. They're getting a little rowdy in the car. We can get the fuck back in and drive 10 more fucking hours. Yeah. But if you're an adult, nigga, I'm going to a gas station. Yes. Or somewhere with a gas station. Exactly. Rest stops just be fucked. I'm telling you. useless. 30 everything. spots, some grass, and a building with nothing even, like, that can fill me, nigga. Definitely. Definitely a vending machine. That's it. You're funny as shit, Like, this shit be weak as shit. Bro, I'm telling you, bro, I have been across the country. Yeah, I've done, know, dude. I've done all types. I've been, I've been on all types of road trips, nigga. Yes. Like, nigga. I can hear it. I can hear Because he tested my road trip knowledge over here and shit. I'm like, telling I'm, you, bro. It's I'm like, knowing it a little bit. Like, I'm like, nigga, the rest stop is cool, nigga, but I'm going to a truck stop or yeah. some, like, nigga, truck, truck stops be open late as shit, and they have hot food late as shit. So it's they, like, nigga, them, them niggas be driving all through the night. Exactly, I, but nigga, I'm not going no fucking rest stop as an adult, nigga. Fuck that, nigga. Cause what what do I look like stopping thirty minutes and then I have to stop again to get gas, nigga? Yeah. Shit, stupid. That's hilarious, dude. That's so fucking funny. What I'm gonna do? Get pizza delivered to the fucking rest stop? No, nigga. I'm gonna go somewhere. Exactly. That's a waste of fucking time and money. Bro, I'm just gonna nigga, keep it's gonna driving. Take them two hours to get there, oh, bro. God. And, and then they're going to be like, what car racks. you in? They're going to be like, what car you in? A bitch, no, nigga. I'm just going to pull up to a fucking gas station. This is going to be fucking. And then it's going to be a shit. That's another thing. When you're on road trips, bro, always look at your exits. Yes. Like, niggas just be pulling off on the exit when they need gas. No, nigga. When you get to that, because these newer cars be telling you when you got 70 miles yeah. to the gallon. So you got 70 miles left in your tank? Start looking. You're Correct. like, hey. Don't, don't in the be next, I'd be like, I'd be telling myself, because I drive home to Mississippi, I'll be like, in the yeah. next 20, 30 miles. I'm going to stop for gas. Yeah, I'm going to stop for gas. So when I stop, so I need one, need to look for quality gas stations yeah. that don't have water in their fucking gas. Yep. And I need to look for food because I am hungry. Yeah. So I don't want to pull off on an exit where it's just the gas, gas station and a McDonald's. I want to pull off. Gas station, McDonald's, McDonald's Papa John's, Denny's, something like, nigga, I need options. Yeah. So, no, nigga. So, yeah. That's so funny, dude. That's exactly how picky I am, bro. That's also funny shit, dude. Like, when I was driving down here, I was on the same exact shit. Like, and I'd be soldiering those hours, dude. I don't like stopping. That's the thing. That's the thing. When I'm not a stopper. Like, nigga, we have, I've driven from Mississippi to fucking all across the country, nigga. So, it's like. We literally be like, bro, we are stopping for food. That's why I be on the gas shit. I'm like, nigga, I need gas, food, fucking whatever, and we need to go. Yeah. Like, I don't be trying to do all that fucking yeah. 
let's sleep here and wake up early and get that. No, no nigga. Because we're going to wake up and still have these five hours that we didn't oh cut God. into the drive. Oh, nigga, God. No. I have stopped one time, and that's because we were fucked. It was hailing like hell all over the fucking road. And we was like, you know what? I'm not driving six more hours in this shit. Yeah. I'm not driving, because we were in Arkansas. I'm not driving six more hours to my fucking house in this fucking hell. So, no, we'll pull over here. That's some safe thinking, though. Yeah. We were like, we're going to go to a fucking hotel and spend the night. But as far as just regular fucking, we're just going to stop. No, nigga. Your ass should go to sleep if you're tired. And when you wake up, get your ass behind this wheel. And go ahead and start on that drive. Yeah. Real rap. Because all it takes, I I am a drive until you get tired ass That's nigga. in how I but, am. But nigga, if you got enough niggas in the car, you can break plan it, it out. Be like, if I go on a trip that's 12 hours with four niggas, everybody three hours. And we can switch. That's how we going to keep in mind that it was quick. And I'm going to keep it a beam, bro. I drive till I'm tired, but I'll I'll give it and then some. Like, I'll drive till I really can't drive Nigga, no the most I ever drove was 12 hours straight. Oh, hell no. I was about to, because I'm telling you, it's 15 to D.C. I drove 12 straight. I, mom kept, my mom would go to sleep. Wake up, hey, you good? Yeah. Yeah, we in the road. We good. Nigga, had my headphones in, blasting. I had my window cracked, had a little breeze on my face. Yep, keeping we you awake. We was in that bitch. Yo, that's funny. Dude, that's about so funny. Tw- but about 12 hours and 15 that's minutes, you know. Shit. Dipped a little bit. Like, I wasn't sleep. Yeah, but you I wasn't sleep, but my body was definitely like, like yo, My nigga, body was sleep. like, fuck these lines, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we hit that, we hit the grrr. Whatever the grrr is, the little shit on the side of the road, like it was half a second. I snapped back, and like my mom was like, Dude. "Hey, you good?" I was like, "You know what? I'm not gonna risk it no more." Dude, that is funny. Cause, shit. cause I was that was the first grrr, nigga. If I had, if I had, no. it would have been over with, yeah. nigga. Yeah. Especially when it's nighttime, nigga, and you, cause. What you'll realize when you drive during the day versus at night, it's a lot of times where these niggas got a foot of space on the side of the road. After that, it's a dip mm-hmm. or it's a hill. Yeah. So either way is not a good idea, nigga. Yeah. I hadn't been in one accident by, by myself while driving a long distance. It was, only, it was only four hours. Nigga tried to run me off the road. Nigga, I fucking shit. I went out, in, out, in, and then I'm just, uh, I I parked that bitch. I hop out on the nigga. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck you on? He was like, nigga, I fell asleep. I was like, you piece of shit. If you don't get your ass off the road. Nigga, if you don't stay right here and take a nap or something. I was like, nigga, fuck you. And then I fucking, the fuck shit fucked my tire up. That's another thing. Damn. If even if you run off the road and you don't hit shit, the chances of you fucking your tire off are high as shit. Cause it could be anything over there. Animal bones, wreckage from another fucking car wreck. Cause these niggas don't be cleaning all that shit up. They get the main shit out the road, then they blow, blow like the grass, blow the glass into the grass and shit. Bullshit. But you know, that's bullshit. Going forward, you know, let's on a on a much lighter note than uh these niggas not knowing how to drive. Um, 
Well, t- somebody comment down below what the gr is, because I don't know what them is. <laughs> you know what the they are? I, I know what, what are they I called? Know, I don't know what they're called, but I know, like... I know what they're for. The joint, like, you talking about the joints when you fall, before you know off a little bit, you start hearing them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's dead ass, That's like... That's supposed to wake you up, though. Yeah, and it's good, because it saved a lot of niggas' lives. But why? it's little divots in the road, but I don't know what they're called. Why do I feel like... I want to go on a really wild tangent and say that that was something that was engineered by, like, NASA or some shit. Nigga, I don't know. Bro, because I went to, when I was in high school, I, w- I took a trip to the NASA Goddard Center, and I remember learning about the origin of those little dips in the road. And why do I feel like those two things is tying together in my head right now? You, somebody got to have to fact check me on that. But I do feel like it was, like, NASA engineered that shit, bro. Another thing about the little dips, they help with drainage. Ah, that's drainage. smart, though. That's like, smart. Like, if you're ever on a road with bad drainage, Atlanta. Um, Bro, like, literally water going onto the roads. Like, Not, no, 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 wa- not water going onto the roads. Water in the fucking road. Dude, that bitch is halfway up your tire. And don't be trying to drive fast when it stopped raining. Nigga, you gonna, you, hit, you gonna hit that bitch, and it's gonna be deeper than you think, and your ass gonna kiss the curb. Oh, God. Dude. I hadn't been in so many cars, and because I'd be knowing, I'd be like, nigga, it is wet out this bitch. Yep. It takes two seconds of 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 not being, you know, gripping the road for it to be over. Yep. So, nigga, I'd been in the car that kissed the curb and was like, all right, bro, got to pull the fuck over. Because I'm not going <laughs> to ride with your, I'm Nigga, I don't play with my life, bro. That, that's one thing my mom yeah. taught me. She was like, hey, bro, it's, ter- it's certain times when it's like, it's not worth it. If you got to go that fast to get there, just yeah. tell them niggas you're going to be late. You know what? That's some real shit. But you still going to spend. But I'm still going to do what I got to do to get And in Atlanta, traffic, niggas don't know how to drive, so niggas Bro, be yeah, slamming on bad. the brakes. It do, it is, they do be slamming on the brakes, and I hate that shit because I just got new brakes before I came down here, and I hate that like people will really slam on the brakes and don't even be shit in front of them. No, like, Atlanta traffic. Traffic is terrible. Bro, it's got to be traffic because it's like the people in front just got to be driving slow. I just no, believe it. No, I be so upset when it be like accident five miles ahead. I get up there. Bitch, they in half a fucking lane. Why are six lanes of traffic stopped? Bro, or is everybody slowing down to see what's happening and oh shit? Oh, God. You, I'm like, yo, keep it fucking pushing. You know how upset I be when I get up there and it's not even worth this time we've spent? Why did traffic stop, nigga? It is oh six God. lanes of fucking traffic. Six lanes. Sometimes it surprised me when I really be driving. I'll be like, yo, it's really six fucking lanes on this highway. Oh, no, no, no. I'll tell any nigga. Including an HOV. I'll tell any nigga. When you, when you get... When you when you start being in Atlanta, like, and you end up being out late at night and shit, you start driving three, four a.m. You realize, God damn, this is a lot of road for niggas to be stopped all the time. Yo, dude, and it's crazy because it's bro, it's like, and then when you be driving in the middle of the night and you can really get back how you want to, it'd be crazy because you'd be like, wow, y'all. It'd be even crazier when you be seeing people be having like ten car distances behind another car, and I'd be like. What are you doing? No, and another thing. This is something I want everybody to know. Stop getting them two exit lanes if you don't need to get on that exit. Because niggas be, here's what hap, Here's what a lot of shit be. Niggas be in them two exit lanes just coasting. Yep. And then 
They get there, and it's only exit. Yep. So them niggas try to get over, and then a nigga slam on brakes, another nigga slam on brakes. Now we have five cars that have yep. stopped in fucking traffic yep. because yo dumbass in his fucking minivan don't One know how to get coast. over. One of the coast and the exit lanes. And then also, too, you know they don't have to drive on the highway when they get their driver's license out here, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to drive on the highway, like in the test. I didn't have to do that. I mean, well, yeah, you're right. I didn't have to either. But like, driving on the highway is not. This is the thing. A lot of driving is experience. Yeah. Because I had a person ask me one time, "How do you learn how to drive in the rain?" I don't know. It was raining, it. and I had to keep the car in the road. That's what happened. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't. I didn't got a couple little slips to learn too. Okay. Like. Yeah. When you. Because you, little jerks you hit a, you hit a curve when it's rain. You hit a curve. This the same curve that is when it's dry. You know I live around the corner. Nah, bitch. When that hole wet, brake off the gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nah, bro. Driving is a lot of experience. It's like, bro. In Atlanta, if you don't know how to drive, like, or you don't know how to be smart when you're driving, you're gonna crash because these niggas do all types of. Out of nowhere, dumb stuff out here. The thing is, you have to drive fast, but careful. So, nigga, if you gonna drive fast, try your best to get over. Mm-hmm. Get get to the this right lane is 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 the speed limit and below. Yeah. This left lane, bitch, it's fast whatever. and the furious, yeah. nigga. We middle lane about eighty. Yeah. 80, if you want to coast, I need you in that second, third lane type shit. Yeah. But if you trying to get up out of there. You should be going. You need to be HOV lane or the lane next to it. Dude, and I and I hate when people try to hop in that joint and start driving slow. Get no. What I hate. Why are we in the left lane and you are going 60 miles an hour, nigga? There is nothing in front of you. But no, that's another thing about road trips. When you on a road trip, bro. Once you find that goddamn riding buddy, nigga, mm, we in this bitch to your ass. Turn off, boy. I done got two, three hours off a of nigga. We playing, we playing fucking leapfrog, nigga, at a hundred miles an hour. Mm, all right, I'm slow up a little bit, you know. Oh, I, I oh yeah. Hop so if somebody me. hop in front of me on some super fast shit, I trail. Cause oh I be God. like, cause, cause I be like, all right, you gotta get him first. They not gonna pull the pack over. Yep. They gonna pull one nigga over. And you never wanna be at the front. I'm middle yep. to back. We Because at the end of the day, if you go if I, if you at the front, that means you the one going the fastest. Yeah, cause and then they, they cut the lights on you, nigga. Yeah. They worried about you, nigga. Yeah. I got plenty and then another thing. Niggas that get tickets on road trips, I don't trust your driving. Real rap. It'd be so much fucking open road. I'd be like, nigga. Dude, I've never gotten a ticket on a road. I'll be like, nigga, I can see all my one ticket was on a back road, and I passed, and it's because I had no seatbelt on. And you passed the cop. I had no seatbelt on, and I, no, no, I had the seatbelt on the bottom. I didn't have it hold on on the top. And I didn't realize, I didn't think this shit. I didn't think the nigga could see from from 200 yards away that my fucking seatbelt wasn't properly adjusted. Nigga fucking pulled me over and was like, Probably "Yeah, in a fishbowl joint driving." Yeah, I don't. Fish, I'm sorry, tents. nigga. I ain't got tents, man. I don't need tents, nigga. I'm not hiding from nobody. I wasn't not. It's not even that. But sometimes you, I don't like pulling up the lights and people looking all in my car. 
Like, don't look at me, cuz. Like, niggas don't look at, at me. Niggas don't look at me. Come in. Niggas look at you because you be fucking up on the road. You be hitting the good. <laughs> niggas looking like, who the fuck yeah. is this dumbass? Like, who's this? Move out my way. Who's this? Who's this nut ass nigga over here? Fucking. That's funny as shit. Doing stupid shit. But let's, you know, let's move forward. Try to get towards wrapping it up, man. What you been watching to get through the pandemic? You been watching anything? You just been listening to a lot of music. Listening to a lot of music, but shit, I will say that uh, even as late as I am, I finally joined the Power Train. Okay, you you power you the original series? Yes, I did. I'm watching that, but my my this is how my roommate fucked my head up. He knows that I like to watch stuff that catches my attention. Yeah, and if it don't catch my attention, like I literally would play. And I also don't like stuff that's overhyped. So it's been this long. So he basically wa- he made me watch the joint with Reek in school. Oh, nigga! So and you that joint was that, hot. That hoe gonna make you ask questions. Though. That joint exactly. So that joint was dumb hot. So then when I went back and started watching the original joint, I was like, okay, this is filling it in. And that's why I, it, that's what hooked me. Okay. So, he's so smart. how far are you on Power? Power, the original. I'm shit. still like dumb early into that joint. Oh, I mean, you already know Ghost dies. Yeah, I know so. everything that happened. I can't really ruin. It's certain shit you can't ruin because it's like, nigga, you I, watch I watched the second joint. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, I know everything. But it's funny as, it's funny as shit to see Tasha and how she acting the second joint and then how she really was trying to be on some, you know, running that shit with ghost shit. And no, nah, you, joint. bro, you ain't. I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. There, I have this power theory that that niggas, because you, you know who Kanan is, right? Yeah. Okay. I think Kanan had to touch Tasha or something. It's, some, it's something wrong there. Now, see, I haven't seen them in that dynamic yet. I haven't seen their two characters. But you know Kanan's dead. But I know he's dead. And, and you I know, know he's a character. I know who Tasha is. Yeah. But Tasha also was on weird shit from the rip. Like, she started just, like, how, 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 bro, I just don't understand. I mean, bro. Tasha need to be on weird shit, though. Yeah, she needed, no, but. Her husband, episode one, her husband's in love with another bitch. And, okay, that and she and she's playing well pussy for the but fucking that's, driver. But that's what I'm saying. That's out of pocket. But at the end of the day, all it looked like at that first night was that they had a conversation, and then she took the cop. He didn't even. She get know who Angela is though. She knew beforehand. Yes, nigga. This is his childhood lover. Uh, he, everybody know about her, nigga. Uh, okay. Angela is the. You haven't gotten there yet, but okay, I get it now. You haven't gotten there yet. But they have some very real conversations. Second about second season two. Here I am thinking that Angela is somebody nobody knows. So now shit. I get why she went that far. She, shit. Yeah. When I, when I tell, it's not ruining it because you already know. That's okay. But, but I'm, I'm but cool with that. When I tell you, Ghost looks this looks Tasha in the face and says, "Would you shut the fuck up? I just lost the love of my life." Yeah, I did. I I, I do. I do feel like that's first of all, he, he's super zesty. You know how wild you have to be yeah. to look your wife in the face and say, shut the fuck up. I just lost the love of my life, nigga. Yeah. You know how cold of a nigga you got to be? That's why he got murked. Hey, by his own fucking son. By his son, bro. Who time, yo, yeah. Like, the second John had me. Like, it's so funny because my. And my I want to watch the third John. I'm just waiting Raising for it to Kane finish. John. Yeah, it's because I don't want to have to wait for episodes. I hate Because here's the thing. If I catch something on the first or second episode, I have to watch it week yeah. to week. 
But if I literally keep pushing it off, I can get to the point where, okay, they're eight episodes in, it's ten episodes in the season. I can wait these last two weeks and then just knock it out. Like, that's... like that's how I am with anime. I'm yeah, a heavy anime too. bull, so it's that's like, really what I'll be watching for real. Like I don't even be watching. If I watch a regular TV, it's what you the wa- office. What you watching the anime, bro? Fuck the Office, nigga. But that's cringe. the most. That show cringe as shit, bro. It, it it is now because the jokes that they were making is a little like I don't like the shit, bro. I watched Force. I I literally niggas kept being like, watch it, watch it, watch it. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this shit a genuine chance. And then I'm like going to be crazy. like, I, I watched you would four, appreciate that I humor. watched four seasons, Damn. four seasons, and I was like, this shit has its moments, but it is not a show that I like. I would never recommend the show to someone. I feel like it's easy background noise, and it's funny at some time. Easy background noise. See, that's the thing. Y'all niggas don't be watching TV. I be watching TV. So I, I be I be locked in. I be I need to know the characters. I need to know the dynamics. I'm guessing shit. But anyway, yeah, what, do, I, what anime are you watching right now, man? Um, I really just started giving Boruto a second chance. Man, fuck Boruto. I'm not watching. Bro, this shit. I'm trying to tell you, it's getting so. When's the last time you watched it? Never. Bro, I've watched zero episodes. Let me let you know some shit that's gonna have you fucked up. So one of the enemies in this new John is a clone of Jiraiya. I'm aware. Okay. He has the little mask. Do you know about Mr. Owl? Is that a Rochimaru? Because a Rochimaru is no. still alive type shit. Yo, I'm going to keep it being. Do you know about this, John? Yeah, the shit on, uh, on uh, Boruto's head. Do you know head. what it means? What, he's like a god or some shit. No, nigga. Some weird. You remember when he was fighting the, the Momoshiki boy, Yeah. Right? That, he left that mark on him so that eventually when Boruto develops and grows, he can reincarnate as the fucking. So basically, the entire Joan is really based off of him figuring out what this shit is. Well, it's like the curse, curse mark for fucking Sasuke. But, yes, but it's different because they really take this crazy-ass approach with the scientific ninja tools, which hey, was corny hey, shit at first. Hey, fuck that goddamn show. Hey, man. But what anime are you watching other than Boruto, my boy? Um, I like, uh, one of my favorites is, is uh, Death Note. I really like how clever it is. I love the back and forth. Death Note was solid. I love the back and forth warfare and Death Note. Like I like how the different things. Um, Naruto, for real, for real, is just my OG. Everybody like Naruto. But like I don't watch it anymore. But Boruto is what I'm watching now. But okay, so definitely Death Note. Um, Mob Psycho. Uh, I couldn't get into it. Uh, what's it called? Um. It was too much. It was too much. This nigga had powers, but he was scared to use them. He didn't know how to use them. I liked it. He had I to wake it. up. He had to get to 100%. Nigga, that shit, I couldn't do it. Um, I like uh, Demon Slayer. Okay, Demon Slayer hard. That was. Uh, Mugen Train out everywhere. Go watch that shit, bro. Mugen uh, Train was hard. Uh, what's the joint with the girl? Uh, Sukina. The Sukina fingers. He got to eat the fingers or whatever. Oh, uh, fucking... Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Movie coming Kaisen. soon. I that like bitch that hard. Joint. That joint is nice. That too. was 24 episodes of that shit. Oh, yeah. Real rap. I like Black Clover. Black Clover hard. That's like 171 episodes. Yeah. I can't. They they going on a hiatus because they caught up to the manga. manga but as yeah. soon as they come back out with that shit, I'm on that. Yeah. Um, I was watching Attack on Titan, but I kind of got lost. And then I just fell off. 
Attack on Titan took so long between seasons, and then it was slow at that's times. Why, that's why I got lost with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then I, I wasn't dedicated enough to it to deal with all that bullshit. Season four is over, so I'll go and watch it eventually. Um, Bad John. Let's see. What else was I watching? One Punch Man, definitely. Can't wait for the new joint. They coming out with a season three? I didn't know that. I believe so. I don't know. I was unaware they got confirmed for season three. I want the new Dragon Ball Z joint to come out. Dragon Ball Super. Wait for that new joint. What are you talking about? Every time the new Dragon movie? Ball Super about to come out, yeah. Oh. I'm not going to hold you. Dragon Ball is getting to the point of getting redundant, bro. Uh, I mean, it is, but I just appreciate the fights. I always really like fight enemies. I like superpower enemies. It's cool, but, like, nigga, it's only so. Goku likes 60, nigga. I don't that's give a shit no more. That's kind of funny. Goku likes 60. I don't give a shit no more. That's like, true. Like, give it up. Like, nigga. Damn, don't make me hate Dragon Ball. No, I'm saying, like, really, let's be real here, bro. Goku has been whooping ass for so fucking long. <laughs> it's like, th- we saw the nigga as a child. Whooping the ass. We saw the nigga grow up as a teenager. The nigga was like, I remember, he was like 24 but I think they at, as the first tournament. And then he got bigger. Then I he got Super Saiyan. Approach, I think they're going to take an approach with, like, Goten and Trunks because they're growing up. It's a time skip. Nigga, I don't give a shit, bruh. Like, God. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, we've already had our time with them niggas That's growing true, up. That's true, because they never grew up ever in the series except for Trunks, who had, a, like, a future version of Trunks shit. See, here's the thing, bro. It's been on for so long. GT wasn't canon. And then fucking, it's just like, I already know what Trunks is going to end up like. That's true. If Goten fucking bitches up, and like Gohan did, I will shoot fucking... The nigga that wrote the shit. Yeah, bro, because I'm going to keep it being Gohan was disappointing. Nigga, Gohan beat fucking Cell after his dad threw a fucking sensu bean, and then the nigga just became a superhero. I'm a bitch. Yeah. Super Saiyan man ass nigga. Super Saiyan man ass nigga. Yeah, man. The Saiyan. It's like, once they started getting to Saiyan colors, nigga, Super Saiyan blue, Super Saiyan red. I was like, bitch, all right. All right. We didn't got too far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, nigga, I would have been fine if they had said GT was canon and ah, cut it off there. That's funny as shit because it is a little cheesy. Like it's literally it's cheesy as shit Saiyan. now. But it's like, it's nigga. It's Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan Red. But the thing is, they're it's literally. Really Super Saiyan is, is like. It's, just like, po- it's just like Pokemon. They keep riding the shit so that it can never end. Like, fucking Pokemon was supposed to end five, ten years ago, nigga. They keep adding fucking regions, nigga. We're out of continents. Oh, my God. We're out of fucking continents. We're out of islands, nigga. In Dragon Ball, they ran out of planets in our solar system, so they were like, you know what? We gonna introduce other universes with the same fucking planets and remix them bitches. So Frieza hard, we'll just make another Frieza for the, like, and then they already had that because they had cooler. Mm -hmm. So they gonna just be like, Let's make another Frieza, but he's from another universe, and he he hasn't really fucked with super strong Saiyans like that, so Super Saiyans only in this universe. Shit's stupid, bruh. Niggas need to put that shit down, bruh. Fair enough. Fair enough defense. And I know how Goten's gonna grow up, nigga. I don't know, actually. I nigga, Pan is drawn like Pan and GT. Go GT is going to become semi-canon. That's dead ass what's gonna happen. The only thing they're not gonna have is Super Saiyan 4. And the nigga turning back into a child. Probably because at this point they already got the Super Saiyan God transformation. 
Saiyan yeah, 4. Yeah, Super Saiyan 4 is not going to happen. That's the only thing that's not going to be canon. But Pan is going to grow up to be similar to the same. And then Goten is a fucking... Another thing, these niggas are like half Saiyan. Yeah, that's true, so they can never be as strong. Yeah, Goten unlocked Super Saiyan on a fucking whim. Yeah. Because it doesn't mean the same anymore, nigga. His power level is over one million. But I know Goten shit wouldn't. But that's why that's why I fuck with Boruto, because they're not letting them have it easy. Nigga. I, they're not letting them have it no, easy. No, they bro. had the fourth great ninja war, nigga. Naruto became the fucking, the, the he Hokage. Did. He did. That's but supposed to be the shit, end of the bro. series, bro. No, nah, bro, this new shit, bro, I'm trying to tell you. Like, one day I'm going to come kick it with you, and we're going to put that shit on, and I'm, I'm telling you. I'm then they got fucking it. lightsabers and shit. No, not really. They really use regular swords. That lightsaber shit was just some chakra sword shit, bro. That shit's stupid, it's, bro. I'm trying to tell you that shit, bro. All right. Yeah. Beside the bro, point, niggas is dying in it now, bro. I don't give a sh- Niggas died in old shit. Neji? Neji fucking broke my heart, Damn. nigga. Yeah, I'm going to keep it being I was sad. Because I thought Neji was that nigga ever since Naruto beat I his ass. I thought he was going to be that nigga in the... In Forever, like I thought he was going to be on some Hugo Lee the Clan shit. Then like, Shikamaru pisses me off every day. He just too analytical and not skilled enough. No, Shikamaru has a defi- a chakra deficiency, nigga. Nigga, nigga, weak as shit. Yeah. But beside the point, nigga, what else are you watching anime wise, bro? Fuck, fuck Baruto, fuck uh, Dragon Ball. Let's see, some else? anime need to end. Um. Seven Deadly Sins, I, I like that. I ain't watched the new season. I like that joint. That joint was really hot. It's solid. I watched the last season soon enough. I just appreciated, like, the, you know what I mean? Like, the, the power. Just the it was solid. Storyline was, was a little yeah. shaky at times. It was a little shaky, but, like, when they started talking about, like, the back-in-time stuff, it made sense. And then the animation was, uh, It was too times. childish. It was too childish. At times, it gets choppy. Yeah, it does. All actually. right. Next shit, though. Yeah. Anything else? Any other anime you watching? I think that's about it. All right, niggas. Uh, niggas, go watch uh, Tokyo Revengers. Oh. That shit hard. Go watch that. Uh, Megalobox just finished season two. Go watch that. Okay. Um, on some kitty shit, but some, like, good fight shit, uh, Dragon Quest. Ooh, just, yeah, just yeah. finished. Well, it's it's wrapping up. Um, What else am I watching? Fuck, I'm watching a lot of anime. As you should, bro. I'm going to keep it being that's the shit I could tolerate. Yeah, bro. Anime be so fucking hard, bro. I be watching that shit. And it just be like, yo. Like my my hero this season is the biggest waste of fucking time bro, ever. Bro, I stopped watching it. I stopped watching it because he's too ass. Watch B-Star season two. I fuck oh, with that. Oh, the joint with the animal heads. I was thinking that it was going to be ass, but I have seen people say it's dumb hot. We'll talk about it off camera because okay. we need to wrap up. Um, Twin Star Exorcists. Hardest shit. Uh, it's it's in uh it's subbed and dubbed everywhere, so y'all niggas should be able to watch that easily. Glepnir, uh, shit hard as hell. Okay. Um, you gotta text me this list. I'll give y'all one more, nigga. This is my dead ass my watch list for the year. Um, uh, let me see, let me see. I'm trying to see if I can find one more anime in this bitch. Uh, before I, before we wrap it up. And no, I'm not gonna recommend that. Um. To your eternity. Go watch To Your Eternity. Okay. That's your heart. But, um, yeah, so anything you got to say before we get out of here, man? Man, shout out to you, Giles, man.
that, this is a really sturdy thing, man. I, I fuck with this, man, for you and, and, and what you're trying to do. Man. This is dope. I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, we'll have you back on the show sooner than later. You know, tell the gang, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend to like, subscribe, like, comment, subscribe. You Make sure you tell your homies to come on the show. You feel you me? Already, you already know. The word is always come on the show. You feel me? Come on the show. And you know, bro, it's, this is really just about giving love to to the homies, to the niggas. This, you know, making shit shake on their own in a different way, bro. Yeah, man. So for it, so it's it's forever love, bro. Sure, bro. I, mean, I want y'all. Know, I want y'all to make sure you go scream summer day. You go re- scream puff of smoke. You go scream, man. The nigga already got a project out. You go scream that shit. Then when he dropped this this little seven song EP that he don't want to talk about talk about like that, and when he dropped the short film type shit, you feel me? <laughs> you know, nigga, my name might be in the credits. Hey, so you man, know, it was like shout out to the boy Dalvin, man. Yeah, you know, so bro. Be on the lookout for my brother, I Kill Dawoo, on all platforms. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you subscribe to his YouTube. Make sure you stream his music, bro. This shit hard. The nigga, sing, the nigga singing, talking that shit, giving you a piece of his life, bro. So it's just like we love, we love the homies. We love the gang. You feel me? So as we go out, bro, I want to send you out like I send everybody out, man, on a clap. I appreciate this, man. This is this is this is dope. Yeah, man. And just like that, this has been another episode of Cast Conversations. Bow.